What are you stretching? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> Voice. Voice box. Oh yeah. Uh, I heard boys, and I was like, "Why are you stretching boys? Stretching my boys, boys so I can boys. do some podcasting." You know, as you do. How do you get ready for podcasting, Adam? Um, I get I get a beverage, and I plug in my microphone and my head headphones, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, try to move the stuff on my desk sort of out of the way. I yeah. sit anxiously for about half an hour, just waiting for time to pass. <laughs> well, see, what I do is I listen to the Ghostwatch uh, 2016 episode about like you, I, I try to I try to listen to it about an hour before we actually start podcasting. But sometimes it's more like half an hour. Oh, so yeah. dangerously since sometimes they're longer than a half hour. Well, yeah, but I listen to them at double speed, so it's fine. Uh, I intended to start listening to today's podcast at 630 my time, and then um, I ended up. I, I ended up having half an hour worth of distractions before I could start listening to it, but it turned out okay because it was only 15 minutes when I listened. There, there's the magic, folks. That's how the that's how the donuts get made. It's oh, I exciting. was going to cut all this because I didn't have the the intro in yet. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it could be. I I can always start an episode weird. <laughs> yes, I have that freedom. <laughs> they they always start weird. Your your intro is always weird anyway. Weird intro. It's more of an obligation than a freedom. Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name's Coriander Dickinson. See, weird. <laughs> that voice you hear is Adam Wasserman. Hello. And the other potential voice is Alexi Peppers. Hi. <laughs> I have a potential for vocalization. We are all newly experiencing and re-experiencing Ghostwatch 2016. The Common Rider Ghost podcast I did, done with Heather Deary and Kate Stark. This is episode 40 somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think it would be almost done, but there's still... 10 episodes, plus plus maybe some more. I do uh, want to do yeah. at least like those side videos, because those sound fun. The, little the uh, Elaine ones, or... Yes, I don't know. Or the actual movies. Like, they made some, like, web content. The web yeah. content is what I'm talking about. Mm. Okay. Where they're, where they're, where they're henching into different other common Riders. I want to see them fight Pac-Man. That's not from the season. That we did. That's, that's X-Aid. <laughs> I know. I want to watch X-Aid. <laughs> we all want to watch X-Aid, Alexi, but that's, those are not the cards that life has dealt us, Okay. All right. And by life, I mean Corey. And by Corey, he means himself. (laughs) Fundamentally true. If only I could go back in time and not post that video. I was contacted on Twitter by a listener of 2016 at least, uh, saying that they were checking out starting their own Common Rider podcast. Oh oh God, what have we done? I know. I know. And they're starting on build, so safe for now. We'll never (laughs) catch them. They'll always be ahead of us. Yep, yeah, at the rate we go. Have they used what is their what is their name? Are they using the like? Are they, is it Buildcast? Year Buildwatch. Oh, Buildwatch I mean, I can ask them. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't dug in. I'm giving them, you know, time to grow and express themselves on their own without my meddling. You're not, <laughs> not going to be their their common writer podcast senpai. 
just wear a fake beard and loom <laughs> in the distance, stroking it slowly. It's like, hmm, yes, the training is complete. <laughs> and they do, they do something that you didn't expect. And you're like, Masaka! Uso! <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this kind of podcasting. How is it possible? Mm. Etc. All right, theme song. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. How is episode 40? Wait, I didn't even check the name. What's the name? The I didn't read oh, the yeah, we didn't yeah, do, we, I knew we, we didn't do, do, do something. Yes, yeah, so much. Let me quickly find <laughs> myself. Here. We can't be anyone's <laughs> podcast and pie. We're not professional <laughs> enough on our own. That's <laughs> so true. Like amazing. I got it. They, I got they, it. They, they, I got it. They, did their, they did their intro in the right order and everything. How is it possible? <laughs> Three, two, one. Episode, episode 40. 40. Poncho, Poncho of, of the, the Month Club. Club. In episode 40, it's the end of Freaky Thursday, and maybe someday we'll discover the secret of Spectre's dad. Or not. I think Spectre's dad's secret is in a movie that we don't get to watch. (laughs) What? It is in a movie that we can watch if we want to. But they don't even answer it in the show? Oh, God, no. Nope. (sighs) This is not unlike when they had the Sentai crossover and they were talking about stuff that that you never saw in the show. It's the same thing. They're, They're promoting it by teasing Spectre's dad and and a weird planet and then you're supposed to want to go see the movie because you must know what happened uh so the movie is happening or like was going to be coming out right at this yeah point. within a, a week or two of, of this episode I think. oh i see the standalone movie for the for that series for the common writer series time wise usually shows up around the last 10 episodes or so. so should we watch the movie before the next episode then not really it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's completely standalone. Well, it's cathartic I, for me. I mean, if you want to, we can. Like because of because of the way subbing works and the fact that like the movies in theaters, I usually like I generally don't get to see the movie for for the show for like you know six months afterwards, and then it's yep. like a nice little like oh yeah, I remember that show I was watching six months ago. Like the build movie is not out on DVD yet. I haven't seen that yet. They disrupt the plot of the show plot quote quote uh in order to promote a movie that then has nothing to do with the show well i mean no it has the characters and everything is just like nothing important actually happens in it like nothing it can't have any consequence what they used to do with the the sentai summer movie is they would introduce like a thing of some kind and I guess, no, and I guess with the Common Rider movies, they'd introduce, like, something, and that thing would come back before, like, right at the end of the show, um, just, to, just to, like, show you that it actually counted or whatever, but they kind of stopped doing that, too. In the case of Ghost, the thing that comes back are a couple of characters from the web-based um, thing that you were talking about, 
Not that they really make any difference in the show either, but at least that way you know who they are. <laughs> it's weird. It's real weird. Ghost is Ghost is odd. In this movie that would be airing a week after this episode aired, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much Onari is in it? I don't remember, so I would say like 5. Well, that sounds worth watching. Uh, I will say uh, the thing that probably does make it worth watching is that part of the as part of the plot all uh all the heroes like the heroes of legend or whatever we're calling them legendary heroes um instead of being jackets they actually get personified as actors so you get to see like actors portraying them so that's kind of neat oh what did they do about blue-eyed business boy because i feel like he is so definitively Uh, blue-eyed business boy that seeing someone else as him would be so weird i sure don't remember uh they maybe they they might have got the same actor i it's been a while, and I don't think I, I even noticed, so. And right. you're telling me Houdini isn't a young girl? Definitely <laughs> not. I don't, okay. My recollection is that all the jackets got actors, but I could be wrong. It could just have been some of them. It, it's been a long time, guys. I, I have very dim memories. <laughs> because, because like I say, it, it, it didn't really count. So it's not like I remember the all the plot stuff that happened. And besides, like the last half hour of all these movies is usually just special effects. It's not awful. Like it's it's I remember it being relatively fun. It wasn't like a slog or anything. It didn't make me go, why did I spend my time on this? Okay, so we'll save the movies to the end. We didn't watch the the Ichigo movie and it didn't make any difference. It's the same thing here. Like they're fun, but, but they're not essential. That's Ichigo, not Ghost. But it was a ghost movie co-starring Ichigo, if you will. I see. But this one's <laughs> Sorry. just Ghost. It's just a movie I'm, of Ghost. It is just There's Ghost. No it's not Ghost crossing over with another property or anything. Right. So it's at least 100% people we care about, even if the consequences aren't there. Yeah. It'll I like, bet it, you, know. you it features a dead dad and a lot of stupid stuff happens for no reason. <laughs> it features a brother. What? Oh. Yeah. Who, who has brothers? Elaine? <laughs> is it Elaine's brother? Because they brought that up all of a sudden. I think it's uncles. I think it's, I think it's thick, <laughs> thick dad's brother. I can't remember. What? Yeah. It's the mystery and deepens. Spectre's dad. Yeah. I, I know. It's, it's full up. And a planet that looks like an icon. What? Okay. Yeah. Is it a century you, you really icon? buried is it the like... lead on how good this movie is. <laughs> is it like the Green Lantern planet? <laughs> it's not like Mogo. If only. I think Mogo I mean, this got swell. killed and turned into a zombie in the Shut up. DC, I think. Don't tell me that. I I'm love so, Mogo. I, everybody loves Mogo. That's why that's that's why people shoehorn them into their stories for no good reason. Like by like murdering him and stuff, I guess. He's yeah. probably better by now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about this episode? <laughs> I'm just like I'm like I bet it was those black lanterns. It's like ah, it was probably, yeah. Well, anyways, yes, this yes. episode I remember a scene on like a sea cliff. Yeah, there yes. is a sea cliff randomly. Uh, but other than that, this is a mystery. I hope there's more hijinks with with wide load the crab. Everyone's not, favorite. Not so much crab. Is, he he's much less uh, <laughs> about Mr. Krabs? This episode. I don't better. feel any love or affection for Mr. Krabs. Uh, but you do for Wyatt the Crab? <laughs> Mr. Hell Krabs yeah. is the Tom Nook of the sea. 
It's so true. It's so true. Uh, yeah, no, Wildload is here, but he doesn't get to be as silly. The only thing is that early on the episode, Wildload is uh, laying on an embankment, looking up at the sky like Elaine used to do, which makes me conclude that Wildload wants to be a bird also. Oh, uh-huh. probably. Yeah, he's you a know, crab, freedom, but he wishes escape. he was a bird. Yep. Yeah. Tragic. Oh, very tragic. I mean, technically, uh, it's like the girl's dad in Wildload's body who wants to be a bird. Oh, so the dad wants to be a bird. You think well, he's maybe he just doesn't like, want to be a crab anymore. If I had to get turned into an animal, why did it have to be a crab? Couldn't it have been a bird? You guys see that duck everyone is excited about in New York? Yes, yes. Love that duck. I saw a wood duck once at the Calgary Zoo and freaked out. That's also a beautiful duck. Like freaked out in a good way? Yeah, like an excitement way. Oh, okay. I used to get phone phone calls from my grandmother. And she's like, "Oh, and the mergansers are out." <laughs> ha. Mergansers so, are good too. The the duck in New York is making me think of my grandmother. Aww. Aww. Uh, other things in this episode. I mean. I- I wouldn't say it's a great episode. The main mystery was to me why Makoto's dad had come up so suddenly and was such a focal point, and now I've gotten my answer, which turns out they a, needed to make a movie. Yeah, it's a meta answer, yeah. but all right, I'll take it. I guess it just—I don't know. It, it just was very unsubtle and strange in like how much they brought it to the forefront super heavily i was even okay because they brought it up last episode and Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay this is cool they'd already established before that like makoto and canon were raised by takaru's dad now they're just explaining like yeah that's because his dad left them and i'm like you know what that's a dark kind of term but that's cool and it makes sense given that these episodes two-parter is about like this daughter and trying to figure out what to do if you think that your dad is shitty but (laughs) Then when it turned into, like, the mystery of, like, what could have happened to his dad, and then we get Gramps remembering or something, Makoto's dad being killed by a cat, Ganma, which also, like, enough people have been Ultima, I think that one is called, that it doesn't mean anything. And I was like, okay, so wait, wait a minute, you're not just making this, like, oh, see, Makoto has his own relevant way of connecting to this experience you're creating a whole nother subplot in episode 40 for no good reason which then of course culminates in that final scene of Makoto dad in the woods with an icon and then this crazy annihilation style shimmer effect around yep earth planet which really threw me off, like freaked me out because I have been thinking about Annihilation like daily <laughs> since I watched it <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Okay, I was gonna. How recently did you watch it? And did you reach read um the Southern Reach trilogy beforehand? No, I had not read the book or anything like that. I just watched the movie on a plane. Shook me a mm. couple tries. I had to stop and watch Deadpool because I got too scared, but <laughs> I got back into it. <laughs> I it's, made it it's through. The snake intestines. I hate them. Yep. That's when I had to stop. I haven't seen it. I want. I, I actually want to read the book first. Yeah. It, it's it, worth it's reading really the good. book. 
It's yeah. definitely worth reading the book because there is so much internal stuff going. And even like the title of the movie is actually relevant to the story, but they never discuss it in the movie. Mm. They name drop it, but maybe the book expands on it more. It is funny because I think when I had talked about Annihilation with a friend who's the one who told me to watch it, which is Phil, you know, Phil, Corey, but um, the focus was on like the special effects and kind of like the, the weirdness of the horrific stuff which don't get me wrong was super cool but the reason why i'm so fixated on it is just because of the like emotional like human themes like the characters and what they're going through and this just like running thread of self-destruction like that is really stuck in my head and and not actually the part that is way deeper in the book like Mm. oh i love the book so much i'll have to read it Though also, uh, it's also not very really long. Throw me off. No, it's it's think. pretty short. It's a it's a pretty small book. Like the whole <laughs> trilogy looks like looks like the size of like sort of a regular book. Okay. Yeah, like a normal trade paper book is yeah. like the trilogy altogether, and really you only need the first one. Okay. Hmm. So it's almost like a short to watch story. the movie. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Cool. I think we talked about Annihilation last week. Because I talked about Oscar Isaac being in it. Ah, oh, right. right. And then we got confused as to who Oscar Isaac was for a uh-huh. while. I Just remember. a little bit. But yeah, so it was just to- super weird that that effect at the end of this episode was like literally just like Annihilation. To, to, be, to be fair to Ghost, um, like X-Aid, when they do the same sort of promotional thing for their movie, like clutches it in basically just as badly. Like they introduce like the chairman of a new company and he's in like a few scenes and they set up like it's a big deal. And it turns out he's only he's going to like be in the movie and that's where you where it pays off. So it's not just like average common writer shows that do this stuff. It's also very good common writer shows (laughs) that do this stuff. Yeah, you do make a good argument, but the main plot of X-Aid is so strong at that point that like you're hooked it's not oh, yeah. a big distraction no i'm just <laughs> right. like in and of itself it's not it's not doing anything that other shows like haven't done previously and it's it's about as but maybe it's more annoying because there's not as much stuff going on and it would be like nice to have more plot <laughs> as opposed to other shows which are sufficient in their plots but yeah i guess it's also like it's just it's impossible in ghosts to tell this is actually a tacked on plot as opposed to main plot. Cause all the main plot feels like tacked on plot. <laughs> like it would be totally ghost to introduce this, like completely untalked about new major mystery out of the blue. And then what I would forget mean? about Why it. Why would you expect that to keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's going to happen again several times. <sighs> I mean, it's 40 episodes in I've detected a pattern. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, do we, do we want to talk about what fruits Corey's allergic to? That was, that was a big, uh, that was a big part of the the... 2016 episode. I couldn't tell. There was a point where I thought they maybe went into joke fruits, but then I just, (laughs) I also was like, maybe I just don't know a lot of fruits. (laughs) I mean, I think we did list some that I'm not actually allergic to, but my, my general fruit or plant allergy is like become canonical for an alternate version of myself at work so uh, it's it's getting around that that i'm allergic to a lot of things oh right yeah I, 
I mean, you were like in that podcast episode, hey, don't anyone try and send me things I'm allergic to, which reminded me of when you left Beamdog and we sent you a fruit basket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened. Yeah. Nice, nice round apple chunks hidden in chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it right. Was, it was I mean- disguised, too. It was disguised. <laughs> it's like it's like if somebody sent me like chocolate covered scallops or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly like that. Except the worst thing was something I wasn't allergic to, which was white chocolate covered pineapple, oh. shaped like a like a muffin. Oh, <laughs> what the hell! So you bite into it and it's cold and wet and slimy <laughs> through a hard shell. <laughs> and then you can't quite like get it to release from its main body. <laughs> Man, doesn't sound pleasant at all. No. So yeah, that was just a nice, you know, fond remembrances from (laughs) your old friends. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I unskewered every object on there just so I could pick through and be like, yep, that's a grape. That's fine. I can eat the grape. (laughs) (laughs) Then I made Ian eat the rest of it. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I mean, I, I was glad there. There's a nice butt shot in this episode. Oh right, which I noticed and then didn't put down in my notes because I was like, you know what? I'm too fixated on the butt. This is objectifying. I should stop it. And then in the goes on 2016. It was like, and then there's this butt shot. I'm like, oh nice. I know that one. I mean, to 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 balance it out, um, I was pretty uh, psyched to see. Um, uh, white sister or whatever we call her like not in like five layers of clothing oh, yeah like, she's Ooh. very briefly in like a tank top kind of deal yeah she's and i was like oh yeah. it was it was like literally like about <laughs> 10 seconds but i but i was like there See, for it's it. the same thing as onari she's usually yeah. in so many layers that the shoulder is like oh scandalous yeah there's um there's a direct-to-video uh sentai um Metal Heroes uh, tie into a movie that they did with like the Space Sheriffs that has like a bunch of ladies from the Space Sheriffs shows and Sentai in like white tank tops running around. And it was just like, wow, I have never seen these characters in so little clothing before. (laughs) My goodness. My goodness. What bugged me about Snow White in the photocopier is that she's supposed to have like just regenerated or whatever. And she's in yeah. her tank top, so it's like, oh, okay, this is like blank slate. But she had uh, huge lashes with like super mascara, <laughs> so I guess she just has that in her base state. She woke up that way. Yeah. Maybe somebody's job is to like go coffin by coffin, like every like couple of years, and make sure that the people look nice. So when they wake up, they're not like, oh, I look like crap. Oh, they, they would have they noticed like the, the dust pools, though. Like, oh well, like maybe they just they were just like, look, I. Maybe this was my fault. I don't want to say anything about it. We'll just keep it to ourselves. <laughs> Did I Job security and all that. Uh, or maybe also- they told Sweat Bro and he was like, don't worry about it. Right. That's supposed to happen. It's a feature. God only knows. <laughs> uh, trying, to, the- trying to figure out what goes on in Gone <laughs> Mahel is a mugs game. <laughs> but I want it to have rules. It'd be like... A consistent space, a setting that exists outside of Earth, say, and so there should be some differences, but not 
arbitrary differences, like the society must function. I mean, you can want that all you want, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we've seen enough of Gone by Hell to prove or disprove any kind of functioning yeah. society. You're, you're going to have to write a lot of fanfic to pull this together. I've already begun. Oh. Whoa. Your nanmo, nanorimo is just <laughs> ghost rewrite fanfic. Off the chain. <laughs> I mean, I could. I got enough material to work with. It's, it's so true. There's so much to pull together. It's only four I, days in. I'm looking forward to when we're done, Ghost, and uh, I don't have to worry about spoiling myself for things, and I can check out what the fanfic's like. I'm always curious, like, uh, what direction did fandom take this in? I would be surprised if any. <laughs> really. But you never know. Maybe maybe there's, like, a vast pool of Onari fanfic that we're unaware of. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, I think the the great detriment of the show is that the characters are actually, like, very weak like they're not strongly typed characters mm. so there's not a lot to latch onto like onari is given a lot of focus and he's so over the top but other than that it's like akari's science girl yeah i mean you could write One a whole of bunch the boys of has glasses about, about what her home <laughs> life is like because because that's a blank slate it could be anything yeah i mean i at least i feel like you know you've got some uh, you know, not that not that all fanfic goes with the chipping slash angle, but <laughs> there's enough fodder for that at least in terms of like all the mm. weird stuff that happened with Makoto and Elaine, like the whole body controlling business and like I don't know, they've got tension. <laughs> look, look for my fanfic, Fifty Shades of Igor, coming soon. <laughs> got distracted because there's suddenly Elvis. Can you hear the Elvis? No. Okay, well no. that's for the best because I'm not doing it so I wouldn't be able to turn it off. <laughs> I'm just really distracted now. It's okay. Okay, alright. Blocking out the Elvis. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's enough there's stuff going on there. It's true, you can do Igor and Akari and you got mm -hmm. uh, Onari and Javert. It is funny that Takeru is just like, I can't imagine anyone wanting to write about Takeru. Exactly. No. He's, He's a, a wet rag. <laughs> and not a soggy washcloth, to be clear. No. no not at all. Just a wet rag. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing to work with. And Canon was more interesting as an inanimate object. Yep. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> yeah, and as much as I like Akari, it's a bit hard. I think partly because like she doesn't go through a whole lot of um, arcs or difficulty. She's kind of just like the same. She's supportive. She likes science. She's assertive. And that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. yeah. A lot to work with there. She, in this episode, I mean, is the one who figures out what's going on with the body swapping, of course. Because she's well, the only sure. smart one. <laughs> I, I would read fanfic <laughs> about your sense. Your son's got enough stuff going on. He's like, he's like the dupe of the show. Right. You know, you could just, you could, you could, ha you could talk about all the adventures he has when <laughs> you're not looking. <laughs> and then he has to pop up periodically while uh, he's in the middle of doing something important. Your son that's why he's so crabby. very well into like early 2000s crack fic. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Define your terms there. Yeah. What? Early 2000s crack fic. 
like purposefully silly over the top the ones where it was like like when the event oh like my immortal <laughs> well my immortal gets into that whole discussion of like how serious was it meant to be no ones where they're like what if all the avengers were cats except colson who is mm. looking after the cats which is a real fanfic and is great or um just all the random the avengers had a lot of it Oh, no, or there's that Stargate fanfic where it's all the characters are different types of girl guide cookies. What? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of all thing. Right. That's, oh, man. That's crack fic. I've been running into that with, like, uh, light novels and web serials where, you're like, there's reincarnation stories, but people are like, what if he reincarnated as a fork? Yeah. There's a lot of reincarnation stories lately. A lot of reincarnations yes. and, 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 and other world stories. That's just... I guess the thing they're doing right now. I'm here for it. Okay. That's cool. In like published novels and stuff? I've missed out on this trend. I didn't know that was a thing. Sometimes they <laughs> push to Amazon. Okay. <laughs> but mostly it's the internet. Cool. Sometimes they're not English and it's like a translated serial. Huh. Mm. This is a world I'm not familiar with. I only really know fanfic not more original works uh it's a dangerous dangerous place to tread into because there's a lot (laughs) one of my random favorite things in this episode is that the actor who's playing the dad is so good at making teen girl faces like he continues to spend most of the episode being mayu and he's just so good at looking like annoyed and done with Takeru. At one point, he slash she um, says, Takeru, do people tell you you're annoying? It's like, yeah, <laughs> tell them. They should. They really should. Takeru is super oblivious in this episode, even more so than usual. Like, he, he goes on and on about how, you know, dads are great. Gotta love your dad. You only get one dad. Which he says, like, with Makoto right there, who he damn well knows was abandoned by his dad and and lived with Takeru's dad. So, like, what you saying, Takeru? Huh? You only get one dad? like, like, there are bad dads. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. There are definitely bad dads. He knows someone with a bad dad. Come on. But we've already gone into this with Taka before with his ranting about family and how family loves you. (laughs) It's true. But it isn't. Yeah, huh? he he's now got both Elaine as an example, who has a difficult relationship with his family. He has Makoto, mm-hmm. like he has many people around him demonstrating examples of difficult families, and he's just like, yeah, no. But maybe he just sees them as, hey, you've got a dead dad. I've got a dead dad. <laughs> you should People be glad you have a dad. Damn it. He says a line. Um, what is it? I wrote it down. One day you'll think how lucky you are to have a father to rebel against. It's like, well... Mm. Eh. Mm. Yeah. And then at the mm. end, he's trying to be like, ah, see, I told you so. Your dad's a good guy, therefore <laughs> you love your dad. And she's being fairly reasonable, and she's like, okay, sure, but that doesn't change the fact he abandoned me and my mom when my mom was dying. <laughs> and And he's like, yeah, but remember that time you realized that your dad was the crab and you tried to stop him being killed? Like, proof you must have forgive him for everything. <laughs> you didn't want him to die, therefore, 
everything. Taco does not understand now. how complicated feelings are. No, it's very all. black and white with Take. Takeru. Also, like he totally like killed Wide Crab without really knowing yes. what was going to happen. He could have he could have murdered that dad. He could have. He almost. I thought he, he had murdered know. the dad. <laughs> He's just like mm, crab. Gonna shoot that crab. I guess that's that's what I do. Which I, I was mean, going starting to talk one more dead dad in the world. <laughs> Twenty sixteen pointed out that this is Takeru, befriends Ganma guy. Yep. Though then you guys said that you miss Qbert, and I was like, I can't imagine. Not even a little bit. God. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a cool cliff fight. It's not quite as cool because I start out on a cliff, which also just makes no sense in that um, detective guy runs away to the cliff for some reason when they find him there, and then that scene just takes place on a cliff and they keep cutting away from the conversation to the waves crashing and i'm like is he gonna jump off the cliff like because he's ashamed of being criminal like that seems dark and no he didn't so i don't know why i think the waves crashing are are meant to indicate like the the turmoil in Uh, his soul deep or not deep specter or 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 the padding out the the danger of the situation yeah Oh, God like, Ooh, spooky cliff. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean's down there. It'll get you. Oh. Oh, then I was like, well, the only thing is, like, this cliff is pretty cool. I hope they'll have a fight here. And then, yeah, they, I think it must be wide load shows back up again. And they hench in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cliff fight. Don't cut away. God damn it. And then they do. They're still on a beach. They're not on the cool cliff. Water adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> It did make me think, because it was just like a nice looking beach and the ocean. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to just be like on a walk and walk in on where they're filming one of these fights? Like, I'm sure they block off the area, but still, I feel like seeing it happening in person would be a very interesting experience. Yeah. True. I just want to see Wide Load scuttling around. (laughs) Watching the the actors take their break. Yep. Oh, feed food through there's... Wide Crab's singular mouth for the two actors that are inside. <laughs> there's the most awful thing in this fight, which is that they're like, oh, the crab, it has magnetism. We can't fight something with that. What do we have in our arsenal that can deal with magnetism? Ah, oh, Billy the Kid. <laughs> You've got one, and that's his one thing. You've got a magnetism one specifically. And then they're even like, let's summon three of them. We'll get Houdini and Musashi to help line up the crab so Billy the Kid can take the shot. It's like, oh my god. But Billy the Kid, when he becomes like a person jacket, says yeehaw. So I did love it. But So all is forgiven. All is forgiven because of the yeehaw. But still, not, not, not all forgiven. It's only 90% forgiven. Hmm. if only because they literally like they don't even just be like oh he has this new power or whatever they literally are like what can we do about his magnetism and then someone delete the kid it's no good it's a good point it's like someone in like an adventure game who just has a huge inventory and they're like uh try (laughs) magnet on crab Crab, that doesn't work oh no let's try gun I guess on crab 
or, or like somebody who's been leveling up their like pokemon so much so that, <laughs> that they're using like the complete wrong like type against another type but it's just like such a high level <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> I mean, Takeru's belt does that horrible thing where he needs to go through the heroes one at a time with a kachunk, and there seems to be no way to like just select the one you want. You've got to cycle through it. So maybe it was just <laughs> that Edison was like at the very middle, and it was going to take so much chunking. He's like, oh, screw this. I'll just use Billy. Billy's number three. Yeah. yeah it's not worth the time yeah. to get to Edison. Or he forgot. He could you have know, forgot. It's entirely not- possible. Well, he's... There's 15 heroes, you know? It's a lot to remember. Yeah. I mean, I do sometimes forget some. They mention one. I'm like, oh, yeah. That was one. Yeah, it's like when you're using, you know, when you when you, when you you forget that you have that sword that you were using a lot at the beginning of the game, but you haven't used it for, like, 20 hours. Like or, like, an ability that hasn't come up for a while. Yeah. Like Captain Ghost? I made a note because I was watching the opening uh, cutscene. That's not the right word. Whatever, the opening, and Captain Ghost is there, and I was like, man, why did they come up with this stupid thing just so it could be in, like, two episodes at the beginning and then never appear again? I told you not to get used to him. I, I didn't, but you. then why is he still in the opening if he's never going <laughs> to come back Because they don't want to waste all that CGI. They already did. They done wasted <laughs> it. They're wasting it right now. <laughs> No, Takeru is an idiot. This is also the episode where uh, he sees Mayu. Oh, everyone, everyone except Akari is really stupid. Because the detective has been told <laughs> that uh, Detective Dad is in Mayu's body. Fine. So he is at Outlook Square, which looks like Mako's moping bridge, but I couldn't be sure. And he sees Mayu and is like, oh, is that you, Detective Dad? And Mayu talks like a robot and is like, alert, alert you know threat detected eliminate and the detective is still like why is the dad attacking me this all tracks that's totally how <laughs> my whole partner talks and then Hakaru shows up and sees her and then wide load appears and Mayu does the side blast and like attacks Makoto and Takeru with her mind powers and then he still is like better kill the crab like Takeru's really not not his best this episode who put this guy in charge strategy's not his thing no I mean you know when when you got a hammer every problem looks like a nail it would explain the Billy the Kid selection yep They finally bring up, um, well, it still doesn't make any sense that this is the one that they're like, oh, this is where Billy the Kid will become relevant. Because he briefly kidnaps Takeru into his like Western saloony bar, which is cool. I like that. <laughs> and he's like, hey, so I had a friend, Pat Garrett, and he killed me. Guess sometimes, you know, friends got to be the one to kill friends in case someone else would do it. Anyway, bye now. It's like, is that, that's the moral of today, huh? Sometimes yeah. being a friend means killing your other friend. Or being killed by your friend, you know? Yeah. Thanks, well, ghost. This is the culture that originated seppuku. So maybe that makes more sense culturally? Probably not. It made kind of sense in the context of the episode a little bit. 
and then when they then were dealing with the whole thing of like oh detective dad found out that his partner was the one who's doing the leak and he's like i'll take you in even though it's harder on me because it should be me to do it fine but that was a subplot to the larger plot of like yeah. freaky thursday and the dad and the daughter and none of that ties into billy the kid at all no so it just doesn't quite work next episode it looks like there's tentacles and i don't like it there's some <laughs> kind of sweat sweat emperor tentacle thing oh. going on and there was just a shot of um, it and i was like oh god <laughs> It's okay. They're 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 spirit tentacles. They're fine. It's all. It's gonna be fine. It's it's all fine. It's it's, it's fine. Fine. <sighs> yeah. That. Any other notes, Adam? No, no, no. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we managed to talk this long about this episode. Honestly, <laughs> we were not spending all that time talking about this episode. Shh. I assure you. Pretty sure we went in depth on this one. Some real, you know, thoughtful analysis. Yep. <sighs> Metaphors. Thank you all the for listening. One. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. And I'm Alexi Peppers. You can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers. And I'm going to be on Roguelike Radio. Which, if I say it Ooh. now, maybe it'll actually be out at some point. I don't know. I'm recording it next week, so I assume it'll probably come out like end of November. And I don't know when this will air. But you're cheating on us. I'm totally allowed to do that. You guys are in so many other podcasts together. Well, start <laughs> studying roguelikes. <laughs> no, you can't make me. Come on, Adam. Join no. us. No, I still have to finish near. I'm like 40 hours in. It's so long. <laughs> so you're still on nines? No, no, I finished nines. Now I'm on uh, A2 and nines. Okay. I feel like I'm getting there. Stay ghosty. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>